All right, and welcome to another episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies. You know, I was thinking about it, and fly fishers as a collective are predisposed to position themselves as this keepers of the aura of enlightenment that we can summon from the waters by outstretching our arms and proving we are the owners of existential intelligence, influence, and knowledge of all things fish. Well, in this episode, it's going to force you to pull your head out of the sand and look at incorporating some conventional methods uh, to your regular fly fishing routine that can result in some extraordinary days on the water, some extraordinary fish. And what I'm talking about is hookup baits. So we're joined by Chad and Jojo of Hookup Baits out of San Diego, California. And we're going to talk about their applications in freshwater, specifically at Pyramid Lake, Nevada. And we will also talk, obviously, about some awesome burrito joints in San Diego. And also some upcoming shows that will be happening. We got the gear up for the mid-event coming on September 27th to Battleborn Beer in Reno, Nevada. And Hookup Baits will also be having uh, some seminars, uh, Mark Four and Strike, and possibly some other locations in Reno. So stand by and listen into this awesome podcast to learn more about Hookup Baits. And welcome to another episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies. We got an awesome episode for you today. We're bringing you hookup baits out of San Diego, California. And to help me along in the conversation, I have my co-host, Taylor, a.k.a. You're the prodigy this week, Varun. Hello, Taylor. Hey, Nico. What's up? He's motivated. He had a rough day at work today. (laughs) And like I said, our guests today are Chad and Jojo from hookup baits out of san diego and if you haven't heard of them well you're going to learn a lot about them and what a great product they have so chad and jojo thank you so much for joining us today oh it's a pleasure being here thank you for having us thanks for having us yeah absolutely we're excited about this so it's the uh, it's the unsung early and late season hero as we like to say of of pyramid lake um there's a few people that know about the hookup bait um but at first glance to a fly angler it may be a little bit elusive and it may not cross your mind to use this awesome product. So we're going to explain how, why, what, where, when, and all that type of stuff. So for the audience, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what, what is what is a hookup bait, and how did you guys come about? Like how how did this how did this emerge? You know, out of out of the nothing into something. <laughs> yeah, the birth. Yes, we, we we do get that question pretty often. And um, you know, I've been a pro staff trout fisherman since I was. 15 years old basically you know, so that's 30 some odd years of just trout fishing and sight fishing and mainly it was tube jigs you know i fished i pro staff for multiple jig companies you know throughout the years and um all tube jig fishing and then um and then and a lot of sight fishing and then i also did all, a lot of saltwater fishing a lot of 
freshwater bass. You know, I did, you know, I, I never concentrated on just one fish. <laughs> I fished for everything. Sure. And, uh, but the trout fishing was my main game for lots of years. And, um, and it's just, you know, knowing the tube jig catches everything, I just knew there was a better way of making a tube jig work. And so I came up with the idea of a hookup bait years before I ever made one. You know, it's uh, basically had the idea in my head and kind of thought it was pretty much common sense. And I'm waiting for someone else to make one like it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, nobody was coming up with the idea that I had. And I even, the guy I was pro staffing for at the time, I explained to him, hey, how about we make it like this? You know, and do this to it and do that. And he, no, nah, no, nah, that's not how they're made. We're going to keep on, we just do it like this. And I'm like, okay. That's really the only person I ever told about it until uh, me and Jodo were dating. And uh, one night she was like, you know, you know, I had a, ha had a rough day at work. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't complain about work too much. You know, just I'm just kind of like, yeah. she goes, how was work? I'm like, actually, it sucked. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and she's like, you like your career? And I'm like, no, you know, that, and uh, she goes, well, what do you want to do for a living? And I'm like, I want to work in the fishing industry somehow you know and yeah and then uh we just started talking and then you know through the you know just you know over dinner kind of thing and and then uh, so she was trying to get me to move to san diego with her kind of thing and well you know i open a guide service here or work on the boats here or do this and this and all of a sudden a little light bulb went off in my head and i looked her straight in the eye and i said i can make the most effective most versatile lure ever made <laughs> and she's uh -huh. like and she goes really i'm like yeah and she goes, have you ever made one? No. <laughs> I go, what if I get what's in my head out of my head? It would be effective on every fish and you can use it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and then Jojo comes from a fishing family also. So, and uh, she's a career kind of woman, businesswoman. And so she just put it out there as, okay, let's start this business together. I'll handle the, you know, Jojo said she'll handle the business part of it. And I create, design, and promote, and manufacture the lower part of the business. And like, you know, let's go 50-50 and see what happens. And it, it just took off. <laughs> it just, yeah. you know, and, but actually making, so I was living about two hours inland from San Diego at the time. And so I was driving back. So once we decided to do it, I was driving back from San Diego and stopped at walmart and i just was living like in that little granny house behind a house kind of thing like a little bachelor pad kind of thing and bought fold-out tables from walmart and then the next morning bought lead and hooks and plastic and molds and, and i just went into mad scientist mode for uh -huh. two two months straight basically i'll semi-retired at the time so i had lots of time and uh just you know 10 to 12 hours a day just making baits and then i had a swing pull right out my back door so there's hours and hours of time fishing in that swing pool never <laughs> caught never caught nothing though the, the baits no. don't work in the swing pool no <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy that actually owned the place you know i'd have to wait for him to come home from work and i had to teach him how to cast and stuff and i'd be in the pool with goggles watching it sink and watching it come through the water and oh man he, yeah he thought i was a nut but he, he enjoyed it and uh you know and then it just kept on getting better and better i was just mainly getting the action i wanted the action was the main thing I knew that I was going to be the, make the lure effective. So mm -hmm. different lead heads, different size hooks, different types of plastic, different types of cuts, you know, so it was just a whole big science project. And it was one of the funnest things I've ever done, you know, be able to 
have this thing in your head and making it, making it and having it come closer and closer and closer, you know, then, so it took about a month for it to get the action where I wanted it. Then I needed the profile and the look of the bait to be what I wanted. And, you know, I wanted it to be pro, uh, bi-colored, you know, have a lateral line on it, have a realistic eye on it. You know, all these things that lots of tube jigs don't have, you know. Right. And, Correct. And, uh, and so, you know, my whole theory on life is the guy that does the best at things, you know, the best fisherman, the best golfer, the best whatever, he's the guy that puts all the little pieces together the best. You know what I mean? Yep. So when I made this lure, I put every little piece I knew through, you know, 35 years of trout fishing, I put into the lure. I just wanted to make sure I hit at every little thing into this lure I can possibly put it in. So it will always work. You know what I mean? Sometimes part of the steps don't matter if they're on there or not, but there's other times it matters greatly that they're on there. And, you know, so I sure. wanted every little thing on, on this bait and uh, trying to incorporate it all into this bait was, you know, it took us, it took a while to get it all figured out and stuff. But um, then I'd go back to San Diego and fish with Jojo and we'd just rent a skiff out of like San Diego Bay or Mission Bay and fish for spotties and had her using what, the best thing at the time was, you know, like Kai Tech or a swim bait on a lead head with that eyeball on it. And I'd be using the baits and right away it started catching just as oh. many as the hottest thing on the market at then. And then it just kept on getting better and better from there. And then was, after a month or two of that, I was like, holy crap, it's actually doing what I said it was going to do. It's it's working amazingly well. So then we were like, OK, well, let's do this. And so I moved down to San Diego and started in the basement jojo had a little basement area i built a countertop and cleaned it up put some lighting in and stayed in the basement for what about a year uh -huh. Uh -huh. and then we had to, then we had to move out of there i outgrew that within a year wow. and, a, and i was almost like a you know and it just so happened that in san i've been fishing san diego you know, i grew up in you know riverside basically in uh -huh. san diego but you know, trout fishing, we'd come to San Diego as teenagers all the time because San Diego has great clear lakes and stuff. And when they stock trout, they have great trout fishing in San Diego. But everybody in San Diego don't trout fish. They only saltwater fish. That's a true story. Yeah. Yes. So so <laughs> uh, we would we'd love to come to San Diego because the lakes had less crowd and they had the same trout that they stock in Riverside with just less crowd and nice clear lakes. So I've been fishing San Diego for trout, you know, most of my life. And then it just so happens that year I decided to start hookup baits, trout fishing became the cool thing to do in San Diego. So uh -huh. all the deckhands on the boats and the captains and, you know, everybody in the saltwater fishing industry here in San Diego all of a sudden were trout fishing that year. And this guy comes along that's just catching, you know, five to one on all these guys that are, you know, supposed to be the fish whispers you know, that work on boats and all this stuff. And they're like, who the hell is this guy? You know, oh. Here is the it's the baits. Here's some hookah baits, and just started giving them away. And so by the end of just one trout season, you know, it's October to April. Yep. Everybody in San Diego knew what a hookup bait was, but wow. they knew it as they knew it as trout baits. And then uh then it you know I kept telling them I make saltwater baits too, and they're like ah yeah whatever whatever. <laughs> until I started winning tournaments in the saltwater, then all of a sudden the saltwater market took off, and that uh. was, that was our biggest growth was in saltwater. Yeah, and, you know, after four years, then we had people like, "Oh, you guys make trout baits too?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where we started was trout. Right. <laughs> like, they look similar, yeah, saltwater got uh, saltwater got so popular it overshadowed the trout fishing. So, um, 
that's where, you know, after about, you know, like I said, the Trump game was kind of being overshadowed. So I was like, and me and Joe, do, we've been going to Pyramid for, I think, three years before I really started mm-hmm. hitting it. But we just like a two or three trips a year. Yeah. And we'd catch fish every time we go, you know, more than we see people around us catching. Yep. And so I knew the baits worked fantastic there. So it was kind of a marketing decision. It's like, you know what? We need to pick up our trout game. So I'm going to start hitting Pyramid a lot. I'm going to hit Utah a lot. You know, I'm going to start hitting all these different places to pick the trout game up a little bit. And uh, and then the Pyramid just all of a sudden just started taking off like big time, you know. So it's like, and uh, got very popular out there. And and now we're in a couple of the big tackle shops there. And it just, it's, and it's just because the baits work so well there, you know, it just, it's, it, it, and it fixed our market. Now it's, our trout market is up there about level with our saltwater market now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a, you have a unique, well, that's a perfect, that's a perfect storm for your product for the hookup bait though, because you have all that time that you spent um, on trout development. And mm-hmm. then, you know, with the, progression of taking that product into the salt water and you blew up there i mean pyramid i mean it's 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 an inland ocean i mean they're, yeah. they're tr- trout living in an ocean you know per mm-hmm. their mind they're like they're in an ocean so it's like you have exactly. you know so you have that perfect blend you know and it's just yeah. like you could be both applications are merging and you know and it's just like basically i'm assuming i mean like from maybe the conventional side you would be similar kind of like saltwater tactics slash merging with trout tactics you know what i mean yeah definitely the early season the october stuff then you know that is just like saltwater fishing and when i i did it for the first time like i always would go later in the winter you know in spring was when i was hitting pyramid so last year the first time i actually fished in october and and just a half day of that i'm like this is just like calico bass fishing it's exactly the same thing. What <laughs> was exactly the technique we use out here for calico bass, but you're catching trout, you know. And but you're catching and, trout. And, and we whacked the heck out of them last year doing that too. So um, I'm looking forward to get back back up there. You know, I've never done the opener before, so this will be my first opener. So, oh, that's gonna be great. Yeah. Now we're yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Well, we'll dive into that that portion here in a second because yeah, you yeah. are gonna be out here for. For a couple of different reasons, but we'll, like I said, we'll expand on that in a little bit. But I have to say the color combinations that you have that you've developed, and I know that it feels like there's one specifically that kind of came around from Pyramid, and that was the Chub color. Yep. And uh, I have to say that that Chub color is is on the money, especially when you get that in the water. Like I love taking new baits, you know, and checking out how they swim and 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 you know how they reflect light and and all that stuff and. You drop that thing down and you're like, dude, if I didn't know any better, I mean, that's, dude, it's, it's, it's a chub, you know, and, yeah. and, and, that, and that chub color, quite honestly, like from the fly angler side, there's very few, there's very few guys and gals out there that can tie like a fly pattern that really hits the mark. You get close, you know, I mean, you hit some of that stuff, but you have that extra advantage with yours of, you know, hitting that top color, bottom color, lateral line that eyeball and not saying you can't replicate that in a, in a hand tie, yeah. but there's just, there's something just about that. The whole presentation and size of that hookup bait in the yeah. water and, and that um, swim action is like in a good way retarded. Like, I mean, I don't know if that's the right <laughs> yeah. word to use, but it's like, 
I mean, you look at it. I mean, seriously, when you have it in the package and you tie it at the end of your line, you're like, yeah, I mean, how's that? I'm like, I guess this will work, but you're like, not much to it, right? Not much to it. And you're like, oh, I'm going to have to really work this thing. But then you get in the water, especially, um, you know, it, it does a cool little thing on the rise. But on the fall, it has a super unique just diving, like yeah, diving it, crippled it motion. Swims, it swims itself, basically. It, it swims itself. And that was part of the design of, you know, watching regular tube baits, you know, the tube baits with all the tails like this, the gets it. So everyone compares it like uh, gets it. it's been around together or been around forever. If you watch that fall in the water, it actually is a L shape. You know, mm. if you let it fall because the hook's on top, so the body's going to be like this, but then the tails go like this as it's falling. Mm. You know, so it almost falls in an L shape, so it loses its realistic shape. And then that, you know, even tube baits you know, like it's it's always been known as a bait that gets hit on the fall, even though you know half the baits folded up doing this right at the fall. <laughs> yeah, and so that was the part of the what I wanted to get away from, you know, and that's what the cut is is almost you think of it like a hull of a boat, so it keeps yeah. its shape, so it keeps its natural shape as it's falling. It doesn't fold up, right? It keeps its natural shape, and then that plane of a boat kind of thing it planes it out, so it even gives it you know way more glide and, and and movement as it's falling so um and it keeps shape the whole time it keeps a real a realistic shape you know that that's and then i really look for keeping the profile very you know the length and di uh, diameter of the baits always at a really natural um you know profile of the bait and then you know so it's, it's all those little things that like a lot of people just look at oh it's a simple bait well <laughs> there's a lot of things that made it look like a simple bait, but it does a whole lot of things. You know, the profile, the the design of the bait to make it glide and make it dart and make it keep its shape as it's falling and darting. You know, this kind of thing. So it's it looks simple, but there's a whole lot to it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, if you really know what you're looking at. So well, natural things, right, are simple. <laughs> you know, and it yeah. looks natural, but yeah to recreate a bird flying for instance like <laughs> yeah, right if you thought you had to engineer that that would be insane you know exactly yeah like people yeah. take it for granted yeah yeah did, back in my saltwater days because you know, i did saltwater a lot of years and you know it's all swim baits out there right and i'm watching anchovies and sardines swim in the bait tank and i i don't see any of them going <laughs> right they go right they go, and then glide 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 right right and so right. the big the swim baits with a big floppy tail never looked natural to me ever right you know, all, all bait fish do that it's a little poop and then a glide and that's exactly what my baits do it just has that little cut at the end so it just does a little vibration and then glide and you know, then you can make it dark and glide it does exactly what fish do in the natural land in, in the wild that's what they do <laughs> you know what i mean so the the, the action is mimicking a bait fish perfectly so right and like whether it's like on the saltwater side it's an anchovy or a a sardine and then you transfer that and you're like oh the bait fish in pyramid you know you got tui chubs and you know uh, red sides and 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 whatnot but it's like same thing same swimming action they just kind of yeah. yeah whatever you want to call it bobble around the, just this uh, way that uh, way uh, up and down you know yeah the <laughs> flick of the tail then they glide down or glide up then a little f another flick of the tail then they do it you know they rarely seem constantly just a steady you know wobble kind of thing so um right and right. then you know 
and that color, like you're saying, that chub, you know, it's a uh, that was part of part of the uh, fishing pyramid and Utah. You know, Utah, a lot of those trout eat chubs over there too, and so mm-hmm. and it was really at the Walker River. Um, I think it was two years ago on the way back from pyramid during the winter. That's when the Walker was East Walker was open year round. And we were catching so many nice brown trout out of that river. And that, you know, as you know, that river is just full of chubs, you know. So I I accidentally snagged a chub and it was a nice <laughs> a sunny day, put it on a rock and took pictures of it and everything else. And that's how I matched the color, you know, real white belly, a lot of gold. So there's a lot of gold flake in it, you know, and you know, and then a lot of you know, the brownish tan, you know, to the top. You know, it's uh, if I was able to put a black top on top of it, it really matches. <laughs> but you know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a little too much. <laughs> and I have to tell you that East Walker River is awaiting your return. There are <laughs> there are some pure uh just slobs. My my slobs. biggest out of there was eight and a half on yep. two years uh, ago. Wow, that's beautiful. And yeah. I hate you at the same time. But that, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That's 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 a yeah, yeah, that's we a didn't tell fish. many people about it, so we no. kept it on the on the down low. No, well that's great. I mean I love I love hearing that, especially like on a I mean, because that's a relatively small, small river, but it does have it does have deep holes and sections that don't get fished and it doesn't get fished in all the methods in which those larger fish would be interested in something. I mean oh, it's yeah. You know, there's there's a, a few and far between that know what's going on out there, um, and they'll fish. You know, they'll fish meat out there. You know, and and they got the results. You know, but you know the 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 fascination out there is people coming out with small bugs. Not saying you don't catch big fish on the small bugs out there, oh, yeah, but sure. but you know, like you get into an eight pounder. Um, yeah, sure, I mean, you could probably get a eight pounder here and there on a on a nymph or something like that. But, you know, when you but, present them with that, that bait fish in the right they, way, they, they want to eat another fish. <laughs> Those you big got guys. it. You got <laughs> yeah. it. That's how, that's how they get big and that's how they survive in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that's, dude, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. But in, in your other color patterns, I mean, emphasize on pyramid, um, you the know, black uh, and gold. the black and gold has always been my favorite there. That's and what I was just going to say. I've got my 20 pounder. I was fishing with Todd last year. I caught that 20 pounder and that was on the black and gold. So my, my PB there is the black and gold, um, but it's yeah. um, there's been multiple times where a lot of my bigger fish has been on the black and gold. It's um, where you might be catching more on the chub or the white shad, mm-hmm. but the bigger one eats the black and gold. You might not catch as many, but it seems to catch a bigger quality of fish for some reason. It, that's that's true. I mean, on the closer, uh, Todd Keller and I were out there, and uh, I had on the chub pattern, and he had. Uh, the he black and gold. The, he uses the chubby a lot. He is, he is is pretty similar to the black and gold. Yeah, he's but he was he was on black and gold. Sorry, Todd, uh-huh. for giving away your secret, but no, he was on the black. <laughs> he was on the black and gold that day, and he outfished me like uh, three to one. Yeah, if not four to one, you know, and and he was just ripping them and ripping them. And the fish were a little bit uh, um, it had a tad of lockjaw. You know, we were we were marking them from the from the pontoons. You know, we could see them. Yeah, and he'd come through and yank them, and then I come through with the chub, and it, it was hit and miss. But he was almost spot on every time. You see a school, yeah. drop it on their head, uh, give them some play, and he was bent. You yeah. know, you know. So you know, and he's like, man, he's like, he's all black and gold. And I'm like, yeah. you got another one? And he's like, yep. And you just kick away. So <laughs> yeah, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, 
that Chobi color is fantastic too. It really yeah. is. I mean, it, it, it picks up that same, you know, it, yeah, it gets for, their attention. For a real nice, bright, sunny day that, 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 you know, cause it has a lot of glitter in it, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's off a lot of flash. So, yeah. Right. Right. And, you know, and in the method that we're doing it, like as fly anglers, you know, for some people it'd be unconventional, but like you said, like with like the saltwater fishing or the kelp fishing, like going after calicos, it's the same type of method, but on the fly rod, we're just using a sinking line, you know, and I use nominally, I'll just use a nominal like sink three because I already got a heavy bait at the end. Right. You know, and I, I don't want um, too heavy of a sink line. I don't want it to surpass the sink rate of, you know, whatever lure I'm using. Right. Yeah. So if I'm, if yeah, I'm running, especially with the hookup bait, you don't want the line dragging the hookup bait down because now you're missing some of the magic of the bait. You know? Right. You want the bait to be doing its glide that, that triggers a lot of bites, you know, so. And that's what I noticed last year when you know I was fishing a boat. I had a buddy here that had his boat here, and we're fishing the other side of the lake. And you know, metered a ball of fish, and it was on the drop every drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was saying about the calico bass is probably ninety percent on the drop. Yeah, um, and it's you you just letting your line out, and all of a sudden the line takes off. You click the bell, and you're on. <laughs> I mean, it was zero technique really. Just drop the lure in the water. <laughs> that's basically what the <laughs> technique, and wait for your line to go fast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, I trans right. And I transitioned yeah. from like, I had a sink seven to a, to a sink three. I normally use sink three, but I just happened to have a seven with me. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to use this. And I could tell because when I got a hookup, I could, it, it was on the drop and then you would see the line go straight. And then, and then the freaking tension came. So you see the line straighten out and then wham versus like on the sink three, it was like, you have, you still can keep that connection even on the drop. And it was like, okay, hookup. Versus yeah. the versus the freight train effect, which is which is cool, by the way. I mean, it, it, <laughs> yeah. dude, it, it freaking it gets you. You're just like, holy boom, you know, and and you're just, I mean, tipping the water, and you're just like, yeah. oh my god, hold on, you know. And they and they hit those baits with more ferocity than any other bait I've used out there. And I've been hit hard on certain things, beetles and streamers. Like you get whacked, yeah. you know. But you know, um, especially around closer, like when they hit, it wasn't it wasn't a question of like. Oh, I think I, I think I think they're pecking me, you know, like coming up and, and testing it. It was just like it was either yes or no. Yeah, they think and it's it, the real deal. They're eating it for real. Right. <laughs> and there was like and, and if you missed, it's because dude, you're off the game, you know, because they, you know, they put it in their mouth and like, oh, wait a second, you know, and you, kick it you out. Blinked, you blinked on the sink. <laughs> yeah there is yeah don't, don't blink on the sink and it, it's easy to you know out there it's easy to do it's just nothing's happening for a while and you're like oh whatever and then just like here it comes you know boom and you're like oh my gosh like what the when you get the biggest or, or you come back you know with the bait i don't know if you've ever had this before where you have the bait folder over the hook you know and that's where uh -huh. i just sucked it in folded the bait over and then spit it out and you know, you never knew, or you struck and you know pulled it out of his mouth. But I find right. it fits a lot of people. They bring, oh, look at my bait felled up. I'm like, no, you blinked on the sink. You had a fish and never even knew it. You know, kind of thing. So you never even knew it. Yeah, yeah the baits, the baits never foul up themselves. So they only foul up when a fish goes in and out of a fish's mouth. <laughs> so well, that's good to know. That's yeah. good to know. <laughs> and then you know, and like maybe explain like the quality of materials. I notice you're using some pretty high grade. Um, hooks on there maybe explain the hooks and maybe a little bit you know your your mad scientist methods behind that plastic because that stuff it looks great and it's durable um maybe you could let everyone know about that because it's not like a one and done like oh you know it's gnarled up it, it, those things can take some hits all season 
So yeah, yeah. Well, we just use a high grade. I mean, I went through a lot of different plastic companies, and you know, playing with some. Some you can't even cook without a gas mask on, and then you know, <laughs> some you can cook, and it doesn't bother you at all. You know, it just shows the grade of plastic. You know, it's uh. So you know, our stuff we don't have to wear even a mask with at all. You know, so it's super wow. high grade, good stuff, and it's a strong. You know, it's and so it's just a quality plastic. You know, so that makes it do all its stuff, a lot of the magic, so the the quality plastic we use. And then the hooks, you know, we are all 100% owner hooks from the very beginning. And uh, then when COVID came, you know, the shortage of hooks and everything else. So then we brought on Mustad. Uh-huh. And so so the, it's almost half and half now. It's either a owner or a Mustad, you know, so they're both same quality, you know, great quality, both of them. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, and that's basically all there is, you know, to it. And then, you know, we pour all our own lead. We do the eyeballs and everything. We do it all here in San Diego, 100%. So yeah, you know. that that's amazing that you're doing it. Everything is done stateside and, yeah. and in San Diego, probably like you got a combination thing. It's like, it's made in the U S so that's going to be a little bit more expensive. It's made in California. It's going to be really expensive. Oh, it's in San Diego. San Diego <laughs> oh my <yeah>. God. <laughs> These things must cost 40 bucks a piece, you know, but you yeah. guys managed to keep a, a really, uh, you got a comfortable, um, you have a comfortable retail price point on that. And, and, yeah, and we, it, we eat the rest of that. <laughs> oh. we're, not, we're not getting rich on it, but you know, it's, it's a great little business for us. And, and it's the fact, you know, San Diego is the worst worst city in the United States to do a small business in, and we're surviving here. So that yeah. says something, right? Right. Of how well the baits work, or you know, and they only keep selling because they work so well. You know, right. if you made a bait that was just like anything else on the market, it, we wouldn't make it in San Diego. You know, what right. I mean? so, um, right. You know, and it's just you know because the guy buys them and he outfishes his friend, and then that friend has to buy them. Then it, you know it just keeps on rolling that way. You know. And, like right. it, it only that's only going to happen with a bait that works well. So that's you know that's how you make it in the fishing industry. You got to make something yeah, that works. <laughs> selling itself at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does a lot. You know, it's it's part of a, you know we have twelve employees now full time making wow. them in the shop. Yeah, we went from the basement, then we rented the house we're in here that has a two and a half car garage. The whole every square inch of that garage was the shop for two years. And then we went to actual shop, you know, industrial building shop. And we've been there for four years now. Yeah, yeah we outgrew it the first year. <laughs> yeah, we outgrew it the first year. Just haven't found the right spot to move again, you know. So um, yeah, the growing pains, but we're making it we're making it work. Um so yeah, and it just uh, you know, we employ veterans and young people and you know summer interns. Summer interns, you know, high school interns, you know, so nice. we try to we try to get a little everyone a little work experience kind of thing and stuff and nice um, um yeah and retired we had a lot of retired veterans you know that worked for us you know through various times good um so yeah i mean it's just i mean it's a labor of love you know like he said like we says in san diego we're not getting rich off of it but <laughs> we're having a good time doing it right well I, I love your business model i love like how you take the one aspect of it and then i've done obviously i've done a lot of legwork you know with hookup baits recently like with jojo and jojo's awesome she's super responsive and, and in front of everything and that's mm-hmm. that's a big a big credit to any company when there's that that element of service responsiveness and mm-hmm. care and um taking ownership of of your product line 
you know, oh, yeah. and, and really pushing it because that, that 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 just adds that extra layer to the product. The product itself can be great, but if everyone behind it and the and the model behind it isn't isn't solid um, or doesn't speak for itself, it takes away from it. it could detract from a great product. You know, oh, that's great, but you know, I had this problem, and then you know, you start losing people. So yeah. you know, kudos on that. I've been super super excited. Yeah. Just the interaction's been she, awesome. She, she's amazing. So yeah. Quite, quite the machine, really. I know she's got a lot of, a lot on her plate, and I never, you know, I, I send her a question or ask her something, and I'm just, I don't, I don't like expect a rapid answer, and all of a sudden, boom, there's a, there it is, and I'm just like, oh, wow, I'm like, well, that's fantastic, that's that's great to see, and that's especially great to see in, um, in the fishing industry, and especially on the fly fishing side, because there's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of companies out there, I'll go unnamed, but they can be pretty complacent, you know, they're just. They got something and like, ah, it sells and eh, whatever, you know, well, like, who cares I what that guy thinks. <laughs> I appreciate very much you saying that, but I, I feel like I've met my match with you. Like you are so responsive and you're so on top of things that I'm like, <laughs> she's just trying to yeah, do you yeah. one up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, this guy's got his act together. I, I need to step it up here a little bit. So I appreciate you saying that, but you, you keep it, uh, you keep it going. You are incredibly responsive and the flyer that you, uh, did for the pyramid, you know, uh, event coming up, um, first class. So uh, kudos you. to you for all that you do as well. Thank you. And thanks for bringing it up because that's something that we need to bring up in this podcast before yeah. it gets too deep. So <laughs> so, so we haven't done the the official announcement yet, but we'll, we'll do it here and then we'll get everything out on social media and all that type of stuff. But we are having the second annual Gear Up for the Mid event at Battleborn Brewery. September 27th, 6 to 9 p.m. It's on a Tuesday. There's going to be dude, one of the most awesome taco ladies in northern Nevada. Like, you guys will dig this lady. She All right. she, she nails it. She nails I it. tacos. Yeah. Can't so even, she, you can't have a bad taco. Oh, no. She makes the masa herself, and she's got oh, the hot nice. stone there. And, like, she's – dude, it's – <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's it's there's no like Costco tortillas going on. You're like this lady's legit. Okay. Um, the Battleborn beer, which we'll we'll have on tap for everybody. We have an incredible raffle. We're going to have in, incredible companies there, and and you're one of the highlights. Um, you guys are actually right. traveling up from San Diego. Um, yeah. We're we're excited to premiere this. Um, well, it's not. It don't take much me for me to bribe me to come up. <laughs> <with this beer. laughs> right. Right. Well. I mean, no, that's good to hear. You know, it's like you know, it's 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 a labor of love. So we're excited to have you there, and, and I know, and you have some dealerships up here, especially like Mark Fornstrike. They're going to be there, and they they carry a, a tremendous selection of your of your product. Yeah, I mean, I was fun of it. Yeah, I mean, like when I was first introduced to it, I mean, it was it was Keller that told me he's like, oh, just go over to Mark Ford and and you know, grab some, and I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, okay, and I walk in there and I see Skinny, and I'm like, hey. Yeah, Todd sent me over here for some hookup. Like the word didn't get out of my mouth. I said I started saying hookup, and he's like, "Hookup, it's down this aisle. Follow me." And he just, <laughs> he just he just walks over and he parks himself in front of the wall and he holds his hands out and he's like he's like ta da, and I'm like I'm like I know what I'm looking for, but I don't know where it is. And he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Well, I was expecting like you know like three rows of you know a couple things like this is top to bottom, side to side, like it's just." It's taller than me. I mean, I'm 60. I mean, it's like <laughs> seven feet high, like four or five feet wide. And I'm just like, skinny, I need a, I need a five eighths and a three eighths chub. And he's like, oh, here you go. <laughs> boom, boom. You know, because I was just like, you know, it's like a, the kid in the candy store, or the toy store. Uh, you you know what you're there for? 
but you're lost. You're looking at it and you're like, oh, what's this color? Well, what's that color? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, it, it's like, some ooh. colors are like, I know that won't work, but I want to try it. You know, and you have to have somebody <laughs> slap your hand away. No, no, you know, your fishing pyramid, <laughs> get that, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So as as I understand, so you're and, gonna and come to the all, show. All that stuff there does work up here. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, it's all it's it's all the legitimate yeah. colors. Um yeah. so yeah, you guys are gonna skinny, skinny's awesome. So skinny, skinny, he's so motivated. He's, <laughs> he's always excited. Like if you think he's down, then you just say the F word. You're like fishing. Then, and boom, he's like, oh, cool. I don't have to take you down the camping aisle. He's like, takes you to the fishing aisle. Like, he, all does, he does say the F word often, though, too. Yeah, I, you know. Bad I mean, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, I, that's what make him, makes him skinny. That's what makes him skinny. <laughs> he's, he's Reno through and through. You got to love it. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> So I'm excited to have you guys at the show because people could come in if they're not familiar with it. And I, I, I'm hoping both the conventional guys are probably going to drool over over the stuff and the fly anglers. There's going to be a lot of them. They're going to be like, what? You know, like and, you know, once they learn about it, that opens a whole new a whole new game up for them early season. If they're into getting on their tubes and boats and getting out there and jigging. But you're also doing something else out here, too. You're going to because from the 27th to the you got time to kill between the 27th and the 1st. Are, are you guys doing anything in between the show and the opener? Yeah, we're going to be doing a full seminar. We did three of them, I believe, last year at Mark Born Strike. Uh-huh. And it's a full seminar. You know, this will be like last year we did it because the baits and the sizes and the colors you use at the beginning of the season to mm-hmm. the last, the end of the seasons and even in the middle of the season changes. Yeah. So it's going to be the early season seminar of you know the deep drop uh kind of stuff and that the you know using your electronics and making sure you're on something to drop on and you know that kind of stuff and then you know the techniques with the baits and the sizes and colors that work early season or pyramid so yeah the, the, so that that seminar i think is on wednesday thursday. oh thursday thursday so um you know so it'll be tuesday your your uh, get together and then thursday mark four and strike hook bait seminar nice um, and then we're i think we might be trying to do one at shields so the one at shields maybe in between somewhere uh yeah up in, up in the air still perfect no yeah. that's that's excellent and that and, and here's the no one else is doing that fishing the trucky and you know and i'm gonna go try to catch some lake trout at donner on the big i got a big rainbow trout bait i caught a 10 pounder there last year so oh, nice. see if i can catch those we're gonna have to hook you up. We're gonna have to hook you up with the prodigy over here, because the combination of the hookup bait and his ability to levitate fish out of the water, you guys would probably have a bang of a time. Yeah, so, let's do yeah. it. Now, this, Taylor's got the mental map. Like, I think I know the Truckee River fairly well, but Taylor's got just this extraordinary mental map of the Truckee. You know, um, both of us spend a lot of time on the East Walker. You know, you know, I spend more time on one section. He spends more time on the other. But when we get together, we can. Yeah. really read read water i spend more time strangely enough even though i'm in nevada more on the california side you know into nevada and he he really digs deep on the buckets on the nevada side that no one no one ever consider going yeah. like they just be like nope I've that never, section of the river's I've dead i've never fished the nevada side at all oh you haven't of that oh, river yeah oh no, it's yeah it's great no yeah. there's, there's some spots those baits would do phenomenal oh, like wow. low pressure but not a lot of fish but when you find them yeah they're, they're gonna they're be ones. Yeah. They're going to be the chunks, you know. There's some torpedoes in there for sure. There's some torpedoes. <laughs> yeah. awesome. So so let's transition really quick. Um, I got to know. I need to know. I, I need some insight. 
see, I'm having a hard time getting this out because I know the quality of the burritos down in San Diego. <laughs> I'm just going to get right to it. And, and, you know, I was down there for a while, like I mentioned, you know, before the podcast, mm-hmm. the time in the Marine Corps and stuff, you know, at Camp Pendleton, and there was a few locations that were great. Like you just, man, you know, and they're, they're super authentic, super great. Um, but I need to know, I think our audience needs to know your favorites or your recommendation, you know, whether it's a single recommendation or, or you got two or three, but like favorite burrito, favorite place. Guide us, <laughs> tell us, bring us there. Uh, I got three favorites. We, we do a lot of Mexican food. I'm, yeah. I'm a margarita guy. I, I got to have my margarita every evening or three. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we end up doing Mexican food a lot because that's, that's where they make margaritas really well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, in Old Town, a place called Chi-Chi's. They, uh-huh. mm. Very authentic. <laughs> very I'm taking authentic notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only problem with Chi-Chi's, because it's in that Old Town, the parking sucks. So don't go there Friday or Saturday or Sunday. But if you're during the weekday, that's probably my choice there. Um, and then we got Tio Leo's. Very okay. good. They have live music and very good Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And then Miliano's. Miliano's is like a little family um, Mexican restaurant. Yeah. And uh, they close very, they close at eight o'clock, but oh. they have the most potent margaritas in the world. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and their, their cardio sauna burrito is really good too. But, but yeah, so, like so one margarita there is like three at anywhere else. Or something. Oh, wow. What tequila they use in it, but it's gnarly. <laughs> So you, you mentioned that these places they have great carne asada, but like one of my favorite, I, I like to level the playing field, and it's it's who's got a solid carnitas burrito, mm. pork. Yeah, I, I'm all about that. Yeah, and, and one thing that's kind of like I've always thought I was like the carnitas guy. That, yeah, you know, if I had if I was just ordering one thing, I'd always order carnitas until like Taco Tuesdays where. You get a bunch of, you know, they, they have the, all the kinds you can order. So you do the carne asada, the carnitas, the pollo, you know. And then the carne asada is always better than the car, carne you know, That's so why I learned it through tacos. That I, yeah. I think I like carne asada better than carnitas, where I've always thought I was a carnitas guy. Well, you know, there is a there is a labor of love that goes behind doing a proper carnitas. You know, with the carne yeah, asada, sure. you, can get, you can get away with, um, you know, you know, marinating the meats, you know, cutting them a certain size, grilling them a certain way or, or flat topping them or, or whatever the case may be. But carnitas to get that true carnitas, you know, this I'm preaching to the choir. It's it's not like a quick process. You know, it, 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 there's 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 a thing to it, you know, so it's it's tough to find a place that has the ability to put, you know, right. Right. But when you when you do find it, it's I mean, it, it blows you away and, and it, and, and it, and it costs you. And I'm not talking like with money, like it's going to have, like, you need to like probably clear a part of your morning <laughs> to, <laughs> to be like, well, that's, not, need, that's how you know it was a good one. Huh? Yeah. 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 The higher, the higher, the higher, right. Yeah. I won't get into too many details, but like, yeah, I mean, if, everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that rough morning could be the good morning. You're like, dude, I'm, I'm paying the price, but like that was, that was worth it, and that place is legit. And boom, <laughs> you know, you know, so 
Just saying, it's a true story. It's a true story. Oh, well, that's cool. So, Chi Chi's, uh, Tio Leo's, and, and Milianos, was that right? Yeah, you got them. Yeah, I got it. I'll, I'll uh, include that in the uh, the verbiage on the uh, <laughs> on the podcast description because that'll be equally as important as everything as everything else. <laughs> You know, that was the only thing I took notes on. Like, yeah. I should be taking yeah, notes right. on everything. I'm like, I'm like, oh, what's your key yeah, color? What's your, what's your, yeah. what's your jigging philosophy? You know, it's so like, I don't care. Well, as as a- oh, you got to take notes on the breeder. <laughs> right, right. And this is one of my favorite things to do, uh, uh, Chad and JoJo, is, is I love, you know, spending long days on the water at Pyramid. I love making, like, really cool breakfast burritos. Uh-oh. Like, w- one, one of my big hits was... Um, I did a, uh, a, a bison, was it? yeah, it was a bison short rib that I, co- yeah. I cooked down in like in red wine. I cooked that down for a couple hours. I shredded that up and then I just mix it with, you know, I put some eggs in the, in the, in the burrito. I put that shredded, I shred the, the short rib. So basically I cool it down the night before and then reheat it in the pan. Wow. And then, so it breaks apart more. You put it in there and then. There's two different kinds of cheeses I'll use. Sometimes I'll use like a, a, a Spanish uh, manchego or I'll do like a, a, a Parmesan, but not not just a regular like like grocery store brand. But I'll do like a brown cow Parmesan because a brown cow is much richer. Mm-hmm. And it's just those just that right there, just that it's simple. But, you know, 630, 7 o'clock in the morning after you've been up since 330, you finally get that burrito on your hand and you can. That's the cool thing about pyramid, especially like if you're fly fishing, like with an indicator or something early in the morning, you could, you could roll, you could roll cast that bobber out there with this hand, if you're right-handed <laughs> and like this, and you have waders on and most waders, I don't know if you guys knew this, you might want to check your waders if you have it, you have to check and, and no one can see this, but cause we're just on audio, but the, the burrito yeah. pocket right in the front. The burrito, yeah. Where you put your hands normally. Yeah. Yeah. And you have. Well, you have two burrito pockets normally, depending on what kind of waders you have. Like, so I have I have Adam's built waders, right? <laughs> so you have the close to body burrito pocket, which will keep it warmer, you know. Yeah. But if if you don't have the ability to to keep uh, consuming that burrito, you have the exterior burrito pocket with the zipper, the uh-huh. zipper pouch. So you can put it in the zipper pouch if you think you're going to have like, like you're going to get in crazy like Rambo MacGyver action, like netting fish. You can keep your burrito safe. In that front pocket, you know, <laughs> but it's a slow burrito safe, yeah. right? Right, and that and there's nothing well, actually, you know, and it's difficult because you know what happens, and this has happened once or twice, guys, eating the burrito, and then like the indicator goes down, right, and then you hook up to the fish, and and you know you have to give yourself a pause on what's more important here. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta yeah. reel the reel or put your burrito away, <laughs> right? Right, you have to evaluate the situation, right? And you're like, oh, cool, I got tension in the line. Okay, I can. Okay, this fish. Okay, he's gonna play for a second. It gives you time to take that left hand or or right hand if you're left-handed and you place that breed on a secure location. And hopefully, like you have enough foil over the top to where you can do a single-hand foil roll against the body and slip it in. Because if guys, if you miss if you miss the foil roll and then you start engaging that fish in the netting process, what happens? What happens is eighty um, percent of the time when you return to the burrito. You'll notice that it has a uh, it's been seasoned by pyramid. You'll have a salty yeah. and it's wet because you got water in there, and it's <laughs> it's slightly sand, probably some sand and lint with it too. <laughs> maybe so it's slightly discouraging. Not and, and it doesn't completely turn you away because you can always peel parts of that burrito off and then continue. I'll, I'll, but, I'll still eat it. 
No. You'll still eat it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just a little story there. So when you guys come out, just be prepared. That's um, so are you fishing with me on opening day? Because I need a burrito like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> Is that a trick question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll supply baits. You supply the burritos. How's that? Fair trade. Boom. It's really? done. It's done. I'll make notes right here. Can you, can you write that down? His, yeah. uh, recipe to hook up plates. Uh, Jojo's a fantastic cook. You guys will get along. Oh, great. I wrote down she, everything you just yeah. said. <laughs> oh, perfect. You didn't start taking notes until you start talking about food too. So. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, that was, there's, there's a lot of other things we can do. We, we love, we, we, we love integrating food with our trips out there and anywhere on any water that we fish, but premier pyramid in particular, because we're spending such long days out there. Yeah. Um, sustenance is, is essential. Having something to eat in the morning is essential and, and, We'll talk about Taylor later. He doesn't. Yeah. I, I have to force feed this guy. Get, yeah, I get on a couple drinks of water and and a crustable. I eat about maybe two crustables oh and I'm God. good. Really? <laughs> really? So, so I I will literally pull you off the water. Like if you're if we put you in a chair. Well, not that early season, but we will find a way to rip you off the water and secure you on the beach and be like, you're going to fill your face with this food, yes. whether you like it or not, and you're yes. gonna like it. And then it, and ta I've seen Taylor. Taylor was resistant for a long time. And I then, was. And then yeah. finally, we, we, you know, I believe this or not, we could get him on the beach for at least 10 minutes now to eat something. <laughs> and that's an eternity for him. I think me and Taylor's on the same program. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lost fish. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. No, I could have caught like two fish in that time. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but it, put, it puts you in this state of hypnosis where you're just like you're so focused on the fish. And then you take a bite and you're like, oh, oh, I was hungry. Oh, and yeah. you start focusing on that, and then the world goes away, and you're like, "Oh, burrito or whatever's in your face." And then, but <laughs> right. then reality sets in, and then you'll, you know, then you just take off, you hightail it, like, "Oh crap," you know, and you run back out to the water and yeah. continue. You're like, oh, your... did you see a fish roll? I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's always what happens usually. It, it's see, in my theory too, the less you eat and drink, the less you have to go to the bathroom later. Yeah, exactly. oh, boy, more time right. on the water, right? Yeah, and the better you feel the next day when you wake up after that. But then right? you eat dinner. <laughs> You eat dinner that night and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh. That's my typical fishing day is like a coffee in the morning, a crustable bowl in the middle of the day when my stomach's in knots because it's empty. Yeah. And then I have a really good dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and let, let me just say that this is when I'm not going on the trip with them. The crustables show up because I would not. Eat them. <laughs> no crustables. <laughs> not going to happen ever. No, no crustables. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Uh, so well, guys, food when I'm not around, <laughs> the crust of wool. It's the perfect. It, it fills you up, and it's just simple and easy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I get it. I mean, it doesn't spoil. You could like, you yeah. could have it in the freezer. You could put it in your pocket. It thaws out, and you could do the yeah. whole thing. I, I get it, but it's just, it's just it. it it's good, but at the end, it's still disappointing because you eat it, and then, like ten minutes later, you're like ravaging again because it's all sugar. <laughs> well, it's all sugar. You have another one. Yeah, yeah. We're at odds. We're at odds. We can just go and circle on this. Yeah, we have team members on the other side of the, you know, right, right, other side of the screen right now. Right, right, right. No, no crustables permitted at Pyramid. When you turn your back, you'll see them flying out of your cooler and into the bushes. 
what are, what, are, what are those? Those are my crystals. You see the seagulls all gathering. I thought Nico was going to slap me when I said a Maverick breakfast burrito so I can get on the water faster was oh, yeah. my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Mavericks make a good one, too. Yeah, yeah they do all right. Mavericks, it's not it's not too shabby, but I, I still, oh I'm a snob. I turn my nose up. I'm like, no, no way. No, no, no. We're worth yeah, more than I'm, that. Come I'm on. with you. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, and the repercussions from the the Maverick, like yeah, man. Sometimes it hits you wrong, and it, it crushes your day out there, just belly aching. <laughs> yeah, Teresa. Are the Pyramid Resort breakfast sandwiches? Oh, <laughs> uh, you were fishing Brian very much. Every time I fish with him, we get breakfast sandwiches in the morning, and he's cussing that damn breakfast sandwich all day long. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, let me let me tell you this. Here's here's a little plug for the lodge. So. In my in my full time realm, I do I do sell meat, and they're one of my customers. So we did upgrade their hamburger. Oh, nice! So if you if you can get a hamburger at breakfast, you'll be very you'll be very pleased. And I I, I as much as I love them, I can't well, speak for I, the I've breakfast always sandwich. Them I know Ryan; he has a problem. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! So, so guys, yeah, I. I Really enjoyed having you on. This has been awesome. Learning a little bit more about you, about the baits, how it came around, and about everything. And we look forward to your trip up here. And I hope our guests look forward to the you know you guys coming up. And hopefully they catch your seminars. I mean, I know you'll be you'll be they talking were a lot. Popular last year, we had were they like fifty people there at each one. So like, wow. that's fantastic. They, they were pretty good. That's fantastic. Um, it, website. What's your website address for folks that uh, want to look you up? hookupbaits.com just like that Super simple. that's, that's <laughs> yeah. too easy too easy yeah. and the same thing on social media and stuff you just type in hookup yeah. baits like on yeah and, uh, facebook instagram and then we have a really good youtube page um there uh, we've been doing a lot of podcasts and uh, there's one on on pyramid lake that we did one podcast a few months ago on pyramid lake nice so there's some info there um so yeah it's uh, we do a lot you know but um Speaking of Todd and Ryan, right? Okay, huh. Pyramid Lake guides. Yep. I got to applaud them for bringing fly, making it cool for fly fishermen to spin fish. You know yeah. what I mean? It's a, the first few years I did fish at Pyramid, you, know, you kind of get the, uh, well, it's on a spinning rod, you know, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> right. And when I started fishing with Todd and Ryan, yeah, those guys are hardcore fly fishermen. Yeah. But they don't think twice about grabbing a spinning rod and throwing a hook up at you know, or, or any other stuff. And that was nope. like, that's like, that's super cool. Fishing's fishing. Right. Yep. And I think they kind of opened up a door that makes it, Hey, five guys, it's kind of cool to throw a spinning rod. Sometimes it's not a big deal. It's not going to lessen your game or make you less of a fly fisherman. It's, it's fishing. Right. And that's so, right. And uh, so I got to love that they have that thing kind of going on. Where they guide both spinning and fly, and and kind of making it making that whole thing go away. A fly fisherman against a spin fisherman. We're all fishermen. It's all fish together. It don't matter what we're using. Right. Well, I've always told Nico. I'm like, you know, if you take the psychopath bass fisherman, you take the psychopath saltwater guy, you take the psychopath fly fisherman. When you really analyze what they're thinking, they think oddly similar. You know. <laughs> Yeah, like you talking about building your base. I was like, yeah, that's how I think fly tying. You know what I yeah, mean? Like right? yeah. you, you reach this pinnacle, but 
there's these thin little lines separating us, you know, at the yeah, at the exactly. top of this this game that we're all we're all we're, the we're in the same. It's <laughs> yeah. all presentation, you know, pattern. Mm-hmm. Pre, you know, how how is it swimming? How's it looking? What are they yep. eating? Right yeah. you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, and I mean, it's like yes, it's but it's all fishing. We're all exactly. we're all out there fishing. There's no reason to look down on anyone else because of what they're using or the you know anything else you know unless they're doing something really stupid i mean yeah, just like, right just euro but no, just I'm just kidding just euro but we'll leave that off the table we'll talk about more of that later um, <laughs> just a joke right it's just a joke. uh no but yeah and just just the hybridization of of the two like i love i love the reaction sometimes from from fly anglers when you mention the size the size of the lure, oh, a hookup bait, oh, it's it's three-eighths, it's five-eighths, it's, you know, this and that, and it, they're kind of like, what the, what are you talking about? And you're like, well, honestly, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not casting this thing, you know, like, in this application, like, I'm, I'm, I'm jigging it, you understand what that is, you know, but you have, you have the best of both worlds, you're using a conventional, uh, we'll call it bug, right, we're using a conventional lure, it, and, but same time that you get to play with the action of a fly rod, and it's like, oh, that's killer, you know, especially on those big trout, you like, you got this, yeah you know, big flimsy, you know, flexible rod and, and you're just, you know, ripping their faces off of out there. And it's just, it's a blast, you know, it's just, it's just a, a different sensation and a different feel. It's a practical application. It's, it's a way to chase after the fish and why not, why not enjoy it? Why not use all the tools at your, you know, at your disposal to, to catch fish, you know, you don't be, don't get stuck on one thing. Cause you're going to be kicking yourself and pissed off. You're like, Oh, that didn't work. You know, and then you're watching a conventional guy over there, you know, rip and fit you know fish's faces off and you're like man i wish i could do that what's he doing it's like well his method and his technique has the ability to get to the fish the way you're yeah. fishing right now you're not getting to and the fish in time <laughs> right you know that's part of how i got the baits really popular you know, once the baits really started kicking in i just mm-hmm. started doing you know I, I dedicate two or three days where i start at popcorn and go all the way to monument and try to hit every beach along the way just to step in between you know five to twenty guys and start catching fish that's the yeah. best way to sell lure you know yep. <laughs> like, you're like wow that guy just walked up and caught one and now we got another i've, I've now, caught, caught, I've, now you know after three or four then they're like what are you using oh yeah well, here's the hookup bait tie it on here's this and at multiple times where i had guys fishing indicators you know so i always had 30 second out our little 30 second outs ones here put yep. this under your indicator okay throw it out there they catch a fish within five minutes, you know, there's a 30 second ounce hanging under an indicator, you know? So I love seeing that where a fly guy had those two thoughts of it. Sure. I'll tie that on, you know, throw it out. Right. You know, and I I love seeing that, you know, it's totally cool. That's, that's how I got a lot of the baits popular just by doing that up and down the shores, you know, meeting guys, talking to them and, you know, you know, just go out there and start catching fish. (laughs) Everybody wants to know what you're using when you're catching fish. Oh, no, I've had guys down at popcorn. Here's a quick story. Popcorn. You're right about people coming up, seeing what you're using. Yeah. I was using, I was using one of Phil Rowley's little, his vampire pattern, his vampire. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, black and it's got the chartreuse head on it. Little, little guy. I mean, small and, you know, I'm on, on the point there, fish on the inside of the bay. I, it was just like, I caught like four fish in a row, like with only two casts in between. Like it was catch a fish let him go cast out and then reset again, boom, bobber down and then rinse and repeat like four times with like the yeah. fifth one, the fifth one, a miss. And this guy was on the other side and he starts walking, he starts walking down 
and then to around to the point where he could get up on the beach and walk up and he and I see him walking. I'm like, oh, he's just changing positions. When he comes, he just walks like right up to me. He's like, hey, I'm so and so, and he was from out of state. I think he was from uh-huh. South or North Dakota. And he's like, hey, I'm a fly fishing guide out of South North Dakota, wherever. And he's like, man, what what's going on over here? Like every time I look over, you're just you're just bent. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, okay. And this is you know, you know, this is what I'm using. But people get you're right. You know, you go yeah. up and people get interested, and it's it's it's. It's a great feeling to share that experience with people. Oh, yeah. I mean, you want them to catch fish too. I have a passion for is sharing the love. I mean, I've put on full seminars on the beach, you know, to 10 guys. You know, once I start, you start talking to one guy, then another guy comes, another guy comes, and then all of a sudden there's a big group of guys, and I do a full seminar. You know, here's the base. This time of year, use this one, this one, this one. Yeah, I've right. done that multiple times up and down the beach at Pyramid, you know. So, and it's just, I love doing it. You know, it's just, it's, awesome. I love spreading the love of the hookup baits, you know. So, yep. <laughs> I almost get more excited when I see other people catch fish. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like when you, I've my share. There's no better feeling than giving a guy a bait and he hasn't caught a fish in hours and second cast catches one. You know, he's, you're just like, yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's super awesome. <laughs> and then, then, you, then you get the pictures, you know, months later, you know, you know, social media and, you know, oh, here's another one on the hook of it. You know, sending pictures to us or making posts. You know, they love seeing that stuff, and that they'll be like, oh, I remember that guy. You know, so it's 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 fun. I I enjoy the hell out of it. So, you know, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, thanks thanks for coming on again, and and um, we're pumped to have you up here. So, I mean, we're we're less than. I mean, we're basically a month away from the show. So, yeah. September September twenty seventh, six to nine p.m. Battleborn Beer. Um, We'll have more uh, information out on it soon, so you can look. You know, you could find that at bearfishalliance.com or bearfishalliance on Instagram. Uh, Hookup baits will be displaying that as yeah. well on their on their Instagram and and all that stuff. So it, it won't be hard to find. Nope. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, it'll be out there. So we yeah. look forward to having you guys. And then that's hookupbaits.com for them. Mm-hmm. You can check out their baits, all their stuff. It's it's awesome. Um, can't say they catch everything. Catch <laughs> Absolutely everything. everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm Jonesing Jonesing to catch some trout right now. I'm sick of these yellowtail and tunas and dorados. <laughs> oh, that's got to be terrible. I'm ready to catch some trout. Tired of that, really? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I get it. <laughs> well, Chad, Jojo, thanks again so much. It was a pleasure Thank having you. you on, and uh, we look forward to seeing. Super stoked to be part of it. Thank you for the invite. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode. And until next time, tight lines.